It's cold and rainy. And I lied. It's not 43. It's probably like 46. But yeah. It's Still, torture. that's chilly. Yeah. It is chilly. And, and I've yeah. gone soft. I've gone soft. <laughs> you haven't gone soft. Hey, everybody. Soft. I'm Kyle Rizdahl. Welcome back to Make Me Smart, where we make today make sense. And I'm Kimberly Adams. Thank you for joining us for the very first new episode of 2023. If you are a new listener, here's a little rundown of what we usually like to do on Mondays. So first of all, we're going to dive into some stories of the day, also known as the News Fix. And then we're going to talk about a story or two that made us smile and... We have so much news to catch up on, which we're never going to yeah. get to. But no. um, first, no. Kai, I think you should tell everybody of your adventures. <laughs> oh, well, look, it's raining in Los Angeles, and I live in a 115-year-old house, and we don't get a lot of rain. And so today, we all discovered at my house the limits of this structure to protect us from the elements. So there's some <laughs> flooding and some window casings that are getting soft. It's just it's not very pleasant in my house right now. It's not great. It's not great. Yeah. How's the Not shed holding but up? That's right. So the shed is great, actually. The shed is dry. The shed's a whole lot newer than the house, I should say. But the sh- inside of the shed mm. is dry. But as I've said many times, there is no heat in this place. So I had the heater on until Jake made me turn it off. You know, all for all audio quality. So, you know, I'm just... Yes, you know, the things that we do to bring you all that's the right. best audio quality we have. That's, that's uh, somewhere right. there exists right. a... a, a a photo of me surrounded by like mattresses and foam padding and underneath a blanket in my makeshift studio that I used to work from in in Egypt. But anyway, let us get to our news fixes, which are, uh, let's do yours first, because I think we both have a lot to say on mine. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, we totally will. Uh, So I'm just super quickly going to go full wonk here uh, and uh, note that there were some Fed speakers today, officials from the Federal Open Market Committee and the Federal Reserve, one of whom was Rafael Bostic, who uh, I think I probably mentioned before on this podcast, is the president of the Atlanta Fed. And he gave a speech today at the Atlanta Rotary Club um, in which he basically said, and this is this is echoing Jay Powell, but I think they clearly have a communications manual that says every time you open your mouths, you must say these kinds of things. Pa- uh, Bostic said the Federal Reserve, the central bank should raise interest rates above five percent by early in the second quarter. So that's like April ish to go to five percent, right? And then go to keep them there for a long time. We are just going to have to mm. hold our resolve. Bostic told the Atlanta Rotary Club on Monday, I'm reading from uh, Bloomberg, I am not a pivot guy, pivot being the Fed turning around and starting to cut rates. I think we should pause and hold there at 5% and let the policy work. So everybody who's looking for a rate cut from the Fed, that is not coming. That is not coming. So, so what does that mean? People... It means a couple of things. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, go for it. Well, no, I think well, I was just going to say, so, say, so go for it. Right, right. So what does that mean? That means that the, un- the economy is going to slow, and when economies slow, the unemployment rate goes up. And there will be a million, two million more people without jobs. And I just think everybody needs to be ready for that. The unemployment rate is going to go from 3.5% to where it is now to maybe 4.5%, 4.7%. It's going to have a real impact, and people are going to lose their jobs. And I, I don't want anybody be- to be surprised, I guess is what I'm saying. That's my that's that my spiel. That said, we have not seen the kind of job losses that no, we expected with no. interest rates where they are right now because there was so much tightness in the labor market coming into this rate increase cycle 
And there are still so many people sitting on the sidelines because they can't return to the workforce because of childcare issues, because of elder care issues, because of long COVID, because more than a million people have died and people are grieving or have mental health issues. So, I mean, I don't know. I, I like, I get that, you know, all of our theories and, and all of our experience says that if interest rates go up and stay up, we're going to see this obvious outcome in terms of unemployment. But I kind of go back to this thing we've been saying throughout the pandemic, which is that we've never been here before. We've never had this kind of economy before. So I don't, I I mean, like, I get the logic, I just don't know. But the thing that I was saying, uh, this stay and hold at 5% means there's a lot Mm -hmm. of people sitting on the sidelines in the housing market saying, Mm -hmm. I'm just gonna wait for rates to go back down. And it's gonna be a while. It, if it happens in like the reasonable amount of time that somebody would want to buy a house, because you know, I have a couple of friends who who would like to buy homes and you know are have been saving up and are trying and they're like, oh, but I'm gonna wait until interest rates go down. And I'm like, you might just want to do yeah. what you're gonna yeah. do because you know if rates go down, you know you can refinance. Uh, and you can always sort of, if you are lucky and have the resources, you can do like those mortgage paydowns and, you know, mm-hmm, do, mm-hmm. Um, extra payments and lower your interest rates that way. But sitting and waiting on the sidelines is, is going to be hard um, to, mm-hmm. to wait For it out. Sure. So, yeah. For sure. And it's going to be a while, right? I mean, these rate cuts are, I mean, sorry, these rate increases are going to take some time to trickle through. And that's what the Fed's looking for. So when he says pause, we're talking like six months. You know? Right. And we are not oh. at 5% yet. No. <laughs> so, oh, no, 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 no. Like, right. We, right. We have yet to get there, and then we're going to hang around for six months. Right. So, you know. Yes. Uh, yes. Anyway, what do you got? What do you got? What do you got? Must see TV while you were off. Oh, my goodness. Capitol Hill C SPAN was yeah. quite the thing to be yep. watching. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So. I don't have to tell everybody about the wild situation on the Hill with the vote for the speaker and all of the negotiations. The first time since the 1920s that the speaker wasn't chosen on the first ballot, we had 14 rounds of voting Mm -hmm. before Kevin McCarthy was installed as speaker. And as we are recording this now, they are figuring out what to do about the rules package. Now, this is a sort of very wonky thing, since we both have decided to go to our relative wonks today, um, (laughs) that (laughs) that you might not normally hear about when there's a new speaker installed, because it's sort of like, a lot of backroom deals about just sort of how to how things are going to move in the new Congress, like who's going to get what positions, how they're going to operate on the floor, you know, who gets to go in what order, all these little details and things like that. But what's in this rules package was effectively a good chunk of what was in the negotiations mm-hmm. to get Kevin McCarthy into the speaker's chair. One of those things being that he's given, he's basically given away a lot of the power of the speaker. He's promised to let just one member of the House start the process to boot him out at any point, which means that he's, we could very easily end up in the same position. He seems to, and this is according to multiple reports, 
He seems to have promised to go by regular order. Now, regular order seems like it would not be a controversial thing, but when it comes to appropriations bills, which also known as spending bills, that's mm. actually a big deal. So very recently, we had the omnibus spending package that we talked about a lot on Marketplace, $1.7 trillion, I think mm-hmm. it was. Mm-hmm. Yes, ma'am. And was. it was just a big, giant, 4,000-page piece of legislation to fund the whole government, right? Members barely got a chance to read it. There was a whole bunch of other random stuff packed in there, but it had to pass to keep the government up and running. The way it's supposed to work, although it hasn't worked this way since, what, the 90s, is that they are supposed to pass 12 individual appropriations bills covering different sections of the government. And those individual bills are supposed to be, you know, put forward in committee, negotiated in committee, and then once a committee approves it, then it goes to the floor and then the members can debate it and then it gets voted on. It hasn't gone that way in a long time and the power has been really concentrated with the speaker and and sort of the top echelon of members of the House. So the Freedom Caucus and the rebels or the holdouts, whatever you want to call them, one of the concessions they extracted was that McCarthy is promising to go back to the old way, which on its face seems like, hey, this is the way that the process is supposed to work, but we don't exactly have the greatest track record of building consensus and getting legislation passed the traditional way in recent history. So that means that there's going to be quite a bit of gridlock when it comes to spending. Of Potentially greater concern and coming up much sooner is the promise he seems to have made about the debt ceiling. And I know you've been watching that, Kai. Mm -hmm. Yep. No, go ahead. You keep going. You're on a roll. Okay. (laughs) Okay. I mean, so one of the promises, according to a lot of reporting, is that the any increase to the debt limit would be accompanied by spending cuts. This is a huge deal because we've never not raised the debt limit when we needed to. Remember, the debt limit relates to Mm -hmm. funds that have already been committed. Congress has already passed laws saying we're going to spend this money or we have spent this money. This affects the Treasury's ability to borrow money to pay the bills that we have already accrued. And if we do not raise the debt limit when we hit it and we no longer are able to pay said bills, we have some really tough choices. Do we default on our bondholders and hit the U.S. credit rating, which could potentially do wreak havoc on global markets and the U.S. economy? Do we stop paying Social Security to the nation's elderly and disabled? Do we you know, stop paying members of the military? What do we do? It gets real mm-hmm. ugly real quick. And to attach spending cuts to that debt ceiling increase is going to make a whole bunch of the Democrats, if not all of them, not want to vote in favor of such a package. And now they're saying, the Republicans are saying, that defense spending would be exempt from those cuts. And I want to read a section (laughs) from Roll Call uh, talking about this. So it says, 
the numbers, the numbers that the Republicans are suggesting for cuts are stark for non-security related programs if defense is spared the budget acts. If the entire $131 billion cut back to last year's level, and this is what they're talking about, cutting spending back mm-hmm. to 2022 levels, if the mm-hmm. entire $131 billion cut back to last year's level were trained on non-defense accounts, it would mm-hmm. mean a nearly 18% reduction on average, which may already be untenable with moderate Republicans. That would basically mean all non-defense spending, education, health care, uh, environment, agriculture, whatever else, cut by 18%. And then roll call goes on. What's more, politically sacrosanct veterans health care funding has already received an advance appropriations for fiscal 2024 that are 8% higher than the current year. That figure nearly always grows as more costs are identified. So this is basically saying there's certain chunks of the money that's already been spent, right? right? So if veterans health were excluded from the calculation, the hit to non-defense discretionary programs could top 22%. And so imagine then having to cut 22% from all of these other programs. That's the kind of uh, debate that we're talking about having if the Republicans are serious about not raising the debt limit unless there are cuts at the levels that they're talking about. So these are going to be some really hard debates. It's going to mean, and and the Republican um, conference in the House has already demonstrated that they're not doing that great at forming consensus. So if all the Democrats are united in opposition to some of these policies, the Republicans have the majority, but they can't be united. It's about to be a real messy uh, 118th Congress. Yeah, yeah. Super messy, super messy, and we'll Oof, be doing the speaker sorry. dance again. And I, I think, I think before the end of the year, we're doing the speaker dance again. Truly, yeah, uh, probably. That's my, that's my January prediction. All right, Jake, take you somewhere else, please. clearly had so much to get off my chest. It's been so long since well, we did. Well, you did. You had some things you wanted to say. That's fine. I it's all good. Big it's thoughts. all good. Big thoughts. That's right. That's right. All right. What's your uh, all right. So mine's, mine's, a quick, mine's a quickie, and it's it's just really super, super good and amazing medical news that the Mar Hamlin, the, the um, Buffalo Bill Safety, who was um, all, from, for all intents and purposes dead on the field a week ago, uh, is now out of the hospital. He has been transferred. Wow. He's, out of the intensive care at at, uh, at um, University of uh, Cincinnati Medical Center, but he's back in uh, Buffalo, doing well um, and making a recovery. The, the doctors do say it will be measured in weeks and months, but this young man um, is alive and looks like he is going to recover almost completely. We don't know, you know, what degree, but amazing, amazing story, and it's just good news. That's just good news. It is. I. So it's great that so many people have been looking up how to perform CPR ever since yeah, uh, yeah. this terrible incident. Because CPR can can save lives, uh, especially the compressions. You don't have to put your mouth on people anymore now. Modern CPR mm-hmm, is pretty mm-hmm. much just compressions. And which, which, which I did not know until today, by the way. Oh, I did not know yeah. that until today. Yeah. 
<clears throat> the one time I've ever had to perform CPR on someone who was having a heart attack, though, we did Oof. end up having to d use, like, give the person rescue breaths. Yeah, um, but yeah. they survived, you know? And... Um, it's 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 a life-saving techniques the classes are available everywhere obviously he had some mm -hmm. of the best medical care available right away but it, it's just a testament yeah. to you know that stuff works and it's great it's great but yeah. i still just Goodness. worry about these guys putting themselves on the line like that for oh, totally. entertainment totally. yep so my make me smile is environment related a study nice. out from the un uh this week says that we are actually doing something good when it comes to the environment uh the hole in the ozone layer is slowly oh, but surely starting to heal um, That's awesome. The, you know, all of us, you know, when we were um, in the last couple decades hearing about like the aerosol sprays being really bad mm -hmm. and the chemicals in air conditioning and the Montreal Accord that basically started phasing those chemicals out globally. And it worked when the entire yeah. global community comes together and says, let's stop making these ozone chomping chemicals and putting them in consumer products. It works. And some and um, according to the AP, the Earth's protective ozone layer is slowly but noticeably healing at a pace that would fully mend the hole over Antarctica in about 43 years. So that's cool. You know, that's cool. Yeah. So there's a chance that, you know, your kids might have a fully intact ozone layer in their lifetimes. That's some good climate news for a change. How about it is that? good climate news. Yeah, for good once. climate news. We're going out. We're going out on good climate news. We're done for today. Tomorrow, uh, it's Tuesday. Single topic. We are going to talk about January sixth, the attack on the U.S. Capitol, a little more than two years ago now. What it has meant for this mm -hmm. democracy, also this economy, and what, if anything, um, we can do to talk about and deal with the polarization in this country and in this economy. Talk about that. At yeah, and I know that, like me, many of you have big thoughts, and we have been gone for a few weeks, so you may have a lot you want to share with us. If you have a comment, a suggestion, a question you want us to answer, leave us a voicemail. We're at 508-827-6278 or 508-UB-SMART. You can also write us at makemesmart at marketplace.org, and I have been seeing everybody's like Twitter messages and things, and I'm going to be, we're all going to be trying to get back to you because it's been a couple of weeks away it's been a while it's been a while yeah new year new credits how about that make me smart is produced by courtney bergseeker today's program was engineered by jake cherry alan rolfes writes our newsletter big welcome today to our new intern antonio barreras Yes, and Marissa Cabrera is our acting senior producer. Bridget Bodner, while yes, working on Million Bazillion, is now the director of podcasts, and Francesca Levy is the executive director of digital. Yay, Bridget. There we go. Bridget got kicked upstairs. <laughs> In the most positive way. In the most positive way. Yeah. Oh, and happy new year, Kai. Oh, you too. You too. It's been a, it's been, it's been a while. Yeah. <laughs> Haven't spoken to you since last year. Ha, 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 ha.